The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right. Did you win? Are you in? No more pin? What's going on? It is Sunday night. Welcome to the show. We are recapping week 14. A lot of blowouts out there. That's not good. We don't like blowouts in fantasy football. There were some crap games, but saved by two fantastic finishes. Bengals 49ers and the Bucks and Bills going to overtime, giving us some drama. And we welcome you to fantasy football today. I'm, I'm feeling it right now. This was uh, a fun finish, energized by those uh, those walk-off touchdowns. Dave, Heath, how was week 14 for you guys? Heath? I, I know what you'd like to say, and so I'll just say it. Congratulations on winning your Super Bowl. What um, was that? You were, already, you were already knocked out in FFT, but you beat me and knocked me out of the playoffs. I had Lamar Jackson at quarterback, and he scored one fantasy point. Wow. That's not um, but other than that, <laughs> that, other than that not- it was a pretty good day. Would I have beaten you if Jackson had scored, say, 20 points? I don't know. I think that's still up for debate. Yeah, I think. Let's just say I would have won. Um, Dave, how was week 14 for you? (laughs) The late games were a refreshing reminder of why we love football in the first place. And that getting into fantasy football is just a, a fun little, you know, bonus. And maybe not so little, but big bonus to actually watching football because you're watching these teams play and you've got somebody in the game and you're watching that specific player on every single snap and you're hoping that they come through for a big play and when they actually do you know it's just it's it's just this great feeling where you're you're immediately rushing to your phone to see the scoreboard in your league yeah. to see if you're going to make it into the playoffs in your league to see if you're advancing so you can get that championship and even if you're not even if you Started a player that was a dud in the game. You could still at least enjoy the games because they were fantastic. The last two, that Niners Bengals game was a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like Cincinnati kind of struggled at the end, but I love that they came back in and Buffalo really showed a lot of heart when they were out of it Mm -hmm. earlier in the game. A lot of fun, man. Let's get into it. I'm going to try not to be uh, argumentative on this show. That was one of my focuses coming in because I was feeling argumentative and I I don't want to be argumentative, but I do think why were you feeling uh, argumentative? I don't, I mean, why, why is the sky blue? Um, <laughs> but I do think, come we on, man. A, it was a great a, week of football. Holidays around the, the corner. Dave, Dave said something as he does. And um, yeah. how many people in the chat can enjoy a football game when things are not going well for their fantasy team? When like you have players in a game and as you're, as Dave was saying, you're watching them, waiting for them to do things. And it's a great game but they don't do the things that you want. Do you still enjoy the game? I do not. You do when those players are George Kittle and Jamar Chase. When, when they do the things, I can enjoy yes. a game. I, I can. You know, I'll tell you, if, when, it's, if, when it's Dak Prescott, though, or Ezekiel Elliott, 
Um, I can enjoy a game, mm. Heath. I'll tell you what it is. If it's one of those situations where I've just lost my fantasy matchup because I was playing against Brandon Ayuk or Brashad Perryman, uh, LOL, then no. But if it's, <laughs> you know, I've had this bad fantasy day, I lost already, whatever. Now I just want good football. Yeah, I can I can enjoy the game in after that the, After the day's been decided, I can, like now, if you know your day's already ruined, Understand, enjoy this, but enjoying the games that are actively ruining your day? Yeah. No, I don't understand that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's rock and roll here because what we wanted to see, we had a lot of running back uh, backfield questions going into week 14, and we wanted to see how they would shake out what we would learn about these backfields. So we're going to do some buy or sell with a bunch of backfields that were a little bit uncertain. And before I forget, because I didn't put it in my notes, I'm just going to say it right now. Brandon Staley, for the, the head coach for the Chargers, said that Keenan Allen should play on Thursday. They play on Thursday. Keenan Allen should play, barring any setback. And that Austin Eckler could have gone back in the game. So those are two big news items there. Expect Eckler and Keenan Allen. Good news items, too. Mm-hmm. In week 15. Now, buy or sell, and you... Don't laugh. Just say sell, okay? Buy or sell. It's Javante Williams month. So, yeah, it has to be a sell. Dave, I was curious. What hmm. was the snap count for Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams? Do you have that handy? I, I do, but I want you to guess first, Heath. You got to guess? Okay. I was going to guess. It seemed to me, to my untrained eye, it was around hmm. 62% for Melvin Gordon, 42% for Javante Williams. Okay. Adam, you got to guess? Yeah, what did I say? 58% to 44%? I think Any I guesses in the chat? Any guesses from Schrager? Any guesses from everybody listening on their own? Take a, take five seconds to make a guess for yourself. Ben, you got something? Closer to 50-50 because Melvin missed a little time. But when Melvin was healthy, I feel like it was more like 60-40. For the game, Javante Williams played 49% Ooh. of the snaps, and Melvin Gordon played 49% Ooh. of the snaps. I was they played off. the exact amount of snaps. However, I think everybody should know. Melvin Gordon played six of nine snaps from 10 yards or closer. Javante, eight of 13 snaps on third and fourth downs. And uh, Demaria Crockett got in there with one snap played to make it an exact freaking tie between Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. This coaching staff learned nothing. Mm -hmm. They continue to use two back split almost 50-50. It's a pain in the absolute ass. I'm very frustrated about it. Javante should be running away with this, and he's just not. But thank you. I, wait. Like it's worth saying Melvin Gordon was awesome in this game. Yeah, he had yeah, a great game. Know, 24 carries, 111 yards. They both were great. So he, right. he started both of them. It was good. And Javante was started in 93% of leagues, and Melvin was started in 33% of leagues. So let's just wrap this one up. Do we basically expect it to be like it has been all year long when they're both healthy? Yes. And especially playing well when they've got favorable matchups and they've got some. Cincinnati next week, I would still argue that that's a favorable no, matchup. I, don't, even I, though. I would argue against that, Dave. I'll tell you why. They Go have ahead. to win. They have to be winning or win the game. When they lose, these guys get eight, ten, eight to ten carries. Okay, Please. do you think Cincinnati is going to go into Denver and blow out the Broncos? No, but I think the they're going to beat them. profile is such a team. I think they're going to beat them. I don't think they're going to blow okay, them out. Okay, no. so that's good. Then they're at Las Vegas in Week 16. Do you think the Raiders are going no, to blow that, out the Broncos? That's a good one. At the Chargers in Week 17, and this Chargers run defense continues to show signs of not being great. All I'm going to say is I don't think either of these guys is winning me my fantasy league. But they should be good RB2s rest of the way. I guess that's the, the silver lining to seeing them split 50-50 is you do have two RB2s. 
instead of one guy who's an RB1 and one guy who's like in that flex range. All right, buy or sell. It's Rashad Penny month. I'm buying. Well, with an with an asterisk. Okay. <laughs> Heath, buy or sell. It's Rashad Penny month. I will buy it for as long as he stays healthy. That's the asterisk. And it's more of like a, a little red cross instead of an asterisk <laughs> with him. This was my uh, one of my believe it or nots that I put on Twitter. Um, Rashad Penny is a must-start running back until he gets hurt, or as long as he stays healthy, if you want to think more positively. Now we can play the schedule game with him. He's got the Rams next week in L.A. That'll be a little bit tougher than what he had this week at Houston. Hello, everything will be tougher than that. Right. Chicago in week 15, uh, 16, rather. Detroit at home, week 17. Can you just, Rashad, can you just stay healthy for the next four weeks so we can use you for that championship week game. That would be really awesome. So go to practice, go to the games, have fun in the games, do your best in those games. And then when you're done, have somebody walk you home, have, have like a group of fans walk you home <laughs> to your place in Seattle and then just sit on a couch, do nothing. He usually gets hurt in the games and he, he actually left briefly in this game, but Rashad Penny Twice. is 26% rostered. So he will probably be the most added player. Although we got it, we're gonna have a good waiver wire week. We got guys like Gabriel Davis and KJ Osborne. We'll talk about that in a bit. Penny, twenty six percent rostered, sixteen carries, hundred thirty seven yards, two touchdowns, and an almost touchdown. By the way, almost had a third. Um, and he's the lead guy, obviously. But at the Rams next week, for a guy who, you know, doesn't usually have a game like this and doesn't catch passes, maybe won a game. I I don't know. I don't know that he's cracking your top twenty next week, guys, in full PPR anyway. No, I, I think he'll probably be cool. I think he's in that 20 to 25 range probably. Uh, but the, the next two weeks yeah. could be better. It, you know, Rams might be tough, but if you can get to weeks 15 or 16 I don't and know if the Rams are a tough matchup for running backs. Oh, they have been really tough lately. They have really turned their run defense on. Uh, we shall see what they do with James Conner tomorrow night, but we can reassess. All right. It is Deontay Foreman month. Buy or sell? He's got to stay healthy too, but I'm buying it. I, I I still think that he's the best running back that the Titans have. And uh love love the way that he was running before he got hurt, came back in. And then I gotta double check my notes on something with him. But I, I would say yes. I think he's the Titans guy. I yeah, I think I would probably prefer him over Penny. I mean, he's only available in twenty percent of leagues, but I if I had to guess who was better rest of season, I'd probably take Foreman. Technically, he played the third most snaps of the running backs. McNichols played the most, 36%. He also took over that third down role pretty well, 10 of 15 snaps on third and fourth down. Uh, Hilliard, 35% of the snaps. Foreman, 33% of the snaps, along with three of five snaps from 10 yards or closer. That's what we're looking for from him. And he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. So I can probably go back and run the numbers through the first three quarters. Foreman didn't miss that much time in the first quarter, and it'll probably be very much in Foreman's favor. Yeah, okay. And by the way, just to go back to Rashad Penny, Alex Collins, he had maybe seven carries, but five of them were on the final drive of the game, maybe four of them. So after, yep. basically before Penny had that breakaway touchdown, it was almost all Rashad Penny. All right, so we've covered... And he played all, but just so I have it in there, Penny, 58% of the snaps, and the Seahawks had 10 snaps from 10 yards or closer. Penny was in on all three. 
you said they had 10 snaps from 10 yards or closer and he was in on no, all three. No, three snaps. Three okay. snaps from 10 yards or closer. Oh, oh, if sorry. I said 10, I apologize. Maybe I heard that wrong. All right, we got Javante. If I said it wrong, I apologize. Javante Williams, Rashad Penny, Deontay Foreman. Uh, how about this next one? Buy or sell? It's James Robinson month after six carries for four <laughs> yards. It's James Robinson month. Buy or sell? I, I thought at least in the interest of self-preservation... Urban Meyer would make a concentrated effort to get the ball to his best offensive player. Nope, he's more stubborn than that. Um, I know you can't have any faith in starting anyone associated with Jacksonville, probably until next year and maybe for another year after that. <laughs> wow, that was gloomy. Okay, Dave. No, I, I think I, I'm going to have to get a little football-y and technical here when it comes to the Jaguars' offense and moving forward for the rest of this year. They are doo-doo poo-poo, <laughs> and that includes James Robinson, who did play 61% of the snaps, and he had a couple. I, he had at least one nice run that was called back by a penalty, but they are a slop fest. The offensive line stinks. Lawrence is under pressure all the time. His receivers can't get out. Laquan Treadwell is his best receiver. And then James Robinson's not dominating carries. And even if he were to dominate carries, I don't know how efficient he'd be. I hate that this is happening right when the fantasy playoffs are starting, but I can't feel great about using James Robinson in any way, shape, or form. And his remaining schedule, in case you were amazing. I wish we could take advantage of it, but I don't know if we can. It's Houston, it's the Jets, it's the Patriots. Yeah, Houston and the Jets. That's basically the best two matchups in fantasy. They had the ball for 23 minutes in this game. Um, nothing went right for them, but zero right. snaps from 10 yards or closer for the, they for the team. They yeah, can't they get suck. anything going. All right. You're going to have a tough time trusting Robinson next week. We'll cover a few more backfields in this next one. If Jamal Williams and Elijah Mitchell remain out, none of the running backs on Detroit, San Francisco, or we'll throw one more in there, Carolina matter or the jets. Well, that's obvious, but well, no, I guess it's not because Michael Carter could come back next week. Right. So I think we've covered all the believe it or nots now. So I will get back to work on that project. Um, but <laughs> you should no, embed you should embed the podcast in your story, Heath. Cross promotion. Um. Yeah, I, I think they generally do that. Okay. Great. That's, I think that's why we started doing this segment I so I could, could do the things that are in the article. Um. But you just do them all in the first five minutes of the show, so I don't have to. It's fantastic. Um. Saving no. Absolutely. You should believe that. Okay, so again, it was, if Jamal Williams and Elijah Mitchell remain out, none of the running backs on the Lions, 49ers, or Panthers matter. And we believe that? Mostly. Uh, Yeah. I'm looking at the schedule remaining for the Lions, and it's Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks. And I imagine at some point, one of... Well, Williams is going to be back because he's on the COVID list. It's not like he's got a serious physical injury like DeAndre Swift has. So it's hard to get behind Craig Reynolds, even though he's a fun story, and he did look good. The coaching staff made a good decision by using him. But I don't think you can trust him. I don't think you can trust Chuba. Uh, I heard the Jets in there. There's no way you're starting a Jets guy. What about Michael what was Carter? The last team? What about Michael Carter? Who? No, you covered it all. Uh, the Niners. The Niners without Eli Mitchell. There's no Jeff Wilson. We don't. I don't think so. I, I think it's over for Jeff Wilson. Um, but what about Michael Carter, guys? I mean, you have you think yeah, if he's, he's back, you play him. Okay. I have a bonus question. I don't know how excited I'm going to be to play him. I have a bonus question. Dolphins this week. Bucks in week 17. No, that, not playing him there. All right, here, you ready for your bonus question? Bonus. How would you feel about a player who gets six to eight carries and one catch every week? 
How'd you feel about that player? Would you start a player who gets six to eight carries in one catch he, every week? I think I think he's like a top five wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. third. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's Debo Samuel. Three games in mm-hmm. a row, six to eight carries in one catch, and he's coming through every week. And I think Mitchell will be back next week, and that'll probably change a little bit. I hope so. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that'll change that much, Heath. I think you'll still see Debo Samuel getting carries. They obviously like it. Guy gets hurt and they put him right back in that role. No questions asked. Jamie was right about that one. I would like to see more targets for him again. I think it's curious that they're using him in the backfield instead of in the passing game, but it's making Kittle and Ayuk sustainable for fantasy purposes, at least. That's a cool solid that uh, Shanahan's throwing us right now. Boy, George Kittle is just, he is taking, taking names right now. Yeah. All right, listen, join our Facebook group, okay? We don't have time to answer every question, unfortunately. We have Q&As throughout the week. We answer emails, we answer tweets, but there's another way to get your questions answered. We've got these threads in our Facebook group, and we have, we don't, we're not on there so much, but other Fantasy Football Today listeners and viewers are there, and it's just a great fantasy football community, basically. So search for Fantasy Football Today on Facebook or click the link in the description to chat with other fantasy fans and ask your start and sit questions and all that stuff. Um, when do we start calling it Meta, by the way? Join our Meta group. I don't do that. Still Facebook. Right. I think when it's virtual reality and we're like off in the whatever, in the metaverse, in the metaverse. then we will call it Meta. Like people <laughs> can come and hang out with us in alternate reality. Okay. Um, do I have to do anything for that? I don't well, know how it works. Your avatar will, but I think you'll probably be able to program the avatar to do things so you won't actually have to do it. The way I think that will eventually work is they will have an Adam and a Dave and a Heath and a Jamie that are off in the metaverse doing all these shows, and then we don't have to do them anymore. (laughs) We just ride around in the little pods, like on the cartoon movie. I don't remember what that's called. Um, We don't ever have to like walk. Like one of the Jetsons cars, something like that? No, well, it is, except that it's like we don't ever have to get out of it. We don't have to stand up anymore. Okay. Um, We just think of the things that we want and they come to us. It's going to be pretty awful. Believe, I believe it. Will there still be pizza? Yeah, it's, it'll taste like pizza, but it won't actually be pizza. <laughs> All right. I might be okay with that. Let's get to the big news. Lamar Jackson left in the first quarter, and I can confirm that I'm still going to beat Heath even if Lamar Jackson had scored 20 fantasy points. Uh, but he left early. Uh, about first, second quarter, right around then, the end of the first, early second. Tyler Huntley replaced him and probably get more information on Lamar Jackson, ankle injury, and they have Green Bay next week. Austin Eckler left in the third quarter, but he should be fine. Kareem Hunt left in the first quarter, and we'll get more information on him. Like I said earlier, Keenan Allen is expected to play on Thursday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking forward. I just to want to say that currently I would be up by four points if Lamar Jackson had scored 20 fantasy points. Correct. And, and, and what, you and, have MVS and the Rams defense against Arizona, so maybe they'll combine for more than four points. We'll find out. I think they will. But again, <laughs> I, as I said earlier, Congratulations on winning your Super Bowl. It's probably the biggest win of 2021. That's BS, man. First of all, I didn't know I was eliminating you for the playoffs. And I, no, no, that's not true. Uh, Taysom Hill is, I don't, Taysom Hill has a, a rabbit's foot and a leprechaun and all of no, the good luck charms no, in the world. No, it's not that, it's not that specific. Taysom Hill is a quarterback who runs the ball 10 times a game plus. That's the only explanation you need. No, it's the you can last be awful as a passer. And if you run the ball 10 times a game, it's very easy to be a good fantasy quarterback. 
I don't know if that's the explanation. That's why I think it was originally called the Konami Code or something like that. Yes, yes. Um, Rich, uh, your buddy. Rebar, yes. yes Lord Rebar. You know, you know all about him. Um, that, yes. So listen, I'm not saying right. I understand that concept. I'm just saying each of the last two games, he's had really great games, and he's done it on that 70-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Harris at the end, and then this long touchdown run when they're just running out the clock, and he has played so poorly, and he's come he's through with like, 24 and 26 fantasy points. He's like the guy that draws number 30 in the Royal Rumble, runs into the ring, someone punches him, he slides under the bottom rope, and then goes underneath the ring until there's one guy left in the ring, and then he comes out from underneath the ring, throws that guy over the top rope, and wins the Royal Rumble. I don't know if we got a name for that. Yeah, well, no, what I was going to say is that that, that, that would be week. my strategy if I was in the Rumble. What I was going to say is that he's... It's like if they had a Royal Rumble every week and he did that every week. He's playing hurt is what I was yeah. going to say. He's, his finger is obviously... He just couldn't really throw the ball very well. Is obvious he's not... Imagine right. what he'd be if he was healthy. Yeah, he might be good. Um, be Cord one. Cordell Patterson did not play in the fourth quarter, but apparently, according to the broadcast, he was not injured. Um, yeah, he was still on the sidelines smiling around while wearing a big jacket. One of those parkas. I don't know why he wasn't playing. It was not, Remember Parkas? Not a blowout or anything. All right, let me get right through the rest of these here. Taylor Heineke left and came back. Melvin Gordon left and came back. Teron Smith left tackle for the Cowboys. He left in the third quarter. He's got an ankle injury. They're at the Giants next week. Terry McLaurin, zero catches on four targets in a little bit more than a half, and he left with a head injury. He was evaluated for a concussion. Noah Fant was dinged up. I did not see if Noah Fant came back in, guys. Did you happen to see that? No, I can't. Okay. I'll double check. Okay. Rex Burkhead left with a groin injury late in the third quarter. I did happen to start Rex Burkhead as I eliminated Heath from the fantasy football today playoffs. Uh, Jamar Heath lost to Rex Burkhead? He did, yeah. Uh, Jamar Trace dropped a 30-yard touchdown. He had a great game with two touchdowns. He almost had over 100 yards and three touchdowns. And Emmanuel Sanders left in the third quarter. So let's talk early waivers here. And I am going to give a lot of credit to Heath Cummings because I was pretty skeptical of Amonra St. Brown, 28% rostered. And now ah. this two straight games with 12 targets and 8 to 10 catches, 73 or more yards. So he's out there. K.J. Osborne is 39% rostered. Gabriel Davis is widely available. Sterling Shepard is widely available. Heath, those four, St. Brown, Osborne, Shepard, Gabriel Davis, who is your favorite? I think it's probably, I mean, it's going to depend on, I assume Swift's not coming back because we had a report this morning that they were actually thinking about putting him on IR and not playing him anymore. So I don't think we'll see him next week. The thing they did with St. Brown in this game that I hadn't seen them do that much is when they got to passing downs, when they wanted to throw to their backfield like they have all season long, they just lined St. Brown or Khalif Raymond up next to Jared Goff and had them run the running back routes and then threw it to him that way. Mm. It's the same plays they've been running they just put wide receivers in those places and threw it to them um got a touchdown out of that on with raymond right right yes yeah. um so i i think it's probably saint brown assuming that swift doesn't come back this was the reason i said ah oh, is because this was the last believe it or not that we hadn't talked about yet <laughs> uh, believe it or not come <laughs> on munra saint brown is a starting wide receiver in ppr leagues and uh, and i'm not I'm not ready to totally buy into that because we still have to see him do this. Well, I guess we saw it two weeks ago with Hawkinson on the field. Yeah. I just wonder how that division of labor goes if Hawkinson's playing. I, th I think a lot of people would probably take Osborne over him. Just my guess. What would you, you Dave, what would you do? Osborne or, or St. Brown? Osborne. 
uh, I'm assuming that we are going to be without Adam Thielen for at least, I really want to say at least two more weeks if it's a high ankle sprain. Maybe in reality it will be one more week. But I'm, I'm, I've been chasing Lions receivers all year, and I'm kind of done with it. And by the time you settle on St. Brown, he'll come through with a robust four-target, two-catch, 17-yard game. Okay. I'm going to take my chances in the fantasy playoffs with somebody else. Noah Fant was in on their final play, by the way, Okay, for the Broncos. All right. I don't know if there are any other early waiver wire guys you want to talk about. I was going to talk about the Chargers running backs, but it doesn't look like we have to. But if you were going to pick up a Chargers running back, is there any clarity at all between Jackson versus Kelly? Well, Rashad Penny in the early waiver wire? Oh, good God. Yeah, of course. He should probably be first. Well, we talked about him. We did. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Rashad Penny. And then I, in terms of Jackson and Kelly, I mean, uh, it was pretty even. They both got some opportunities inside the five. Maybe probably a I little would bit lean more Jackson just because I think he'll catch more passes than Kelly. Yeah, but he suffers from the same injury-itis that Rashad Penny does. And every time Justin Jackson gets a chance to play extended time, he he ends up getting hurt and not playing. So right. certainly wouldn't in, invest in him to save my fantasy season. In the fourth quarter... They played 15 snaps. Eckler was in on none of them. So it's a good gauge of how they use their running backs. Kelly played 10 of the 15 snaps. And where was Jackson? He had the other five. Okay, let's talk about winners and losers. I know we've covered a lot of these guys, actually. So Heath's winners were Melvin Gordon, who had 24 carries and two touchdowns. Deontay Foreman. And Tyler Lockett, 93% started, 142 yards and a touchdown, and a two-point conversion at Houston. He is on fire. What would you like to say about good old Tyler Lockett? He just continues to separate himself further from DK Metcalf and establish himself more as a uh, must-start borderline number one wide receiver. And I am certain one of the three weeks of the fantasy playoffs, he's going to have a bad game and people are going to blame him for ruining their fantasy season. And I would just like to say in advance, you wouldn't have been there without him. Exactly. And the one other thing I'll point out is that since Russell Wilson's come back from his finger injury, the one guy who's been consistently open and on target from Wilson has been Lockett. And just this was just another game proof of that. He's, he's dominating with the deep over route. And Russ is looking good again. So I, I, I think that Lockett is a must-start fantasy receiver. And we'll talk about DK. I think he had a touchdown called back. He could have had a good game, but not a great game even with the touchdown. Um, I had a question. Did anybody else see what college Craig Reynolds went to? Yes. No, I didn't. They Look they, it up. Many, You'll have fun with it. How, no, how I'm many not rooting times would Adam have to guess before he would he, guess? I don't even know. I, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Adam, don't look it up if you haven't started it already. Okay. Have you not looked it no, up? No, I haven't. I'm going to make up three college names <laughs> and then give you one other college, which was Craig Reynolds College. I need a few minutes. Okay, all right, we'll do that. Um, all right, so that those are Heat's winners while Dave is making that game up. Well, he, Dave's winners were Rashad Penny, Brandon Cooks, and Russell Wilson. Why don't we stay on the Seahawks? Wilson now with 22, 20, and 24 fantasy points in his last three games. The Washington game was a bit of a struggle, but he's certainly starting to look better. 17 of 28, 260 yards, two touchdowns at Houston. At the Rams, then Chicago, then Detroit his next three games. So has he moved back 
Heath into must start territory. Russell Wilson is he is he a must start going forward now? I would guess he probably is for a lot of people, and I'm still a little bit concerned. Um, but he's he's definitely like I think he's probably going to be somewhere between eight and twelve each week is where you're going to rank him, and so that's probably not quite must start, but he's closer than he was. And it is weird that Lockett, you say, is separating himself from Metcalf, and he certainly is in production, but he isn't in targets, and I. I don't have an explanation for DK Metcalf. It's not like he's well, not getting targeted. It's not a ton, but it's four of his last five games. He has exactly eight targets and he hasn't come it, through with any of that. In any is of it just my impression or for specifically over the last month when Tyler Lockett receives targets, there is often not a defender close to him. Yeah. I very rarely see a DK Metcalf target where he is running by himself. Uh, no, I've, I felt the same way. I know that in previous games, I mean, he's gotten a lot of double coverage. So I, I'd like to know if he's getting a lot more than Lockett is. Yeah, I don't. And that's that's the thing. Like, I think we know for sure Tyler Lockett is getting a lot more separation than DK Metcalf is. We don't know if that's because DK has to beat two guys and Lockett only has to beat one. I don't know that for sure. One way or another, I would expect him to do more with eight targets per game. Uh, all right, and Brandon Cooks is a winner for Dave. 101 yards on 11 targets. He also had a touchdown overturned. And yep. it just seems... Who's back? Dave, you back? I'm here. I'm here, and I've got the colleges for you. But on Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. I, I noticed leading up to this week that he had better numbers with uh, Davis Mills than he did with Terod Taylor. And I'm glad that Davis Mills had a good game. I think it might have been... It might have been Mills... I don't know if it's his best game, but it's his second best game at worst. He was he was good, and I I think that Cooks is going to continue to have opportunities to uh, cook. Okay, yeah, he has uh, now four games with eighty three or more yards in seven Davis Mills starts, which is not bad. Uh, okay, so what do we? So what college did Greg Reynolds attend? Actually, Adam, I've got four real colleges. <laughs> okay. I did not make up three colleges like I was planning and, on doing. Assuming you don't know it right away, I will I will I have a couple of clues for you that should help. Okay, here we go, Adam. Cutstown, Skidmore, uh-huh. Swarthmore, Wayland Baptist University. So I'm gonna guess that it's Skidmore because you know he was kind of giggling about it. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're, skid, you're 0 for skid one. <laughs> I'll give you we some will clues. eliminate Skidmore. Yes, they, shout they, out to Allison Goldstein who went to Skidmore from my high school. Their mascot is the Golden Bears. All right, give me another. Give me the names again. The three that are left: Cutstown, Swarthmore, Wayland Baptist University. They play at Andre Reed Stadium. Ooh, okay. So stop right there. Go ahead, Adam. Guess Cutstown. Craig Reynolds go to Cut. Cutstown. Cutstown. Is correct. Yes. You got it. All right. Cuts down it is. That's awesome. Cuts down Kansas City. <laughs> By the way, Kevin Harlan. Josh, that, that was good. Josh Allen with a boot as he limps into the media room says he will have tests and it's pretty sore. That's from Mike Catalana. Oh, I hope it's not the SAT. That test sucks. It's going to be really confusing <laughs> when they fly into Buffalo and somebody's like, what's that all a boot? <laughs> You guys are crushing it today. I love it. All right, let's go to the losers. Before we do so, we're going to take a quick break here on Fantasy Football Today. When we come back, we're going to talk about that stinker, Ezekiel Elliott and Cam Newton. 
and Jamison Crowder. That's coming up right after this on Fantasy Football Today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Ezekiel Elliott, man. Whew. Lame. He went to cuts more. Cuts down. Cuts we, down. We want to <laughs> cut him. 93% rostered, 12 carries, one catch, 60 total yards at Washington. 93% started. He's 100% rostered. I said rostered? Yeah. My bad. 100% rostered, 93% started. All right, what well, Dave, what do we do with Ezekiel Elliott now? It's it's eight bad games in a row. It's time to find another option. This was the perfect scenario for him. He was taking on a Washington defense that was getting better against the run. I'll give them credit on that. But there was no Tony Pollard in there. The other running backs that could have played, like Corey Clement, and uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but he only played like nine snaps in the game. I, I figured that this would be Zeke's last best opportunity, provided that Tony Pollard comes back in week 15. And he only got 13 carries that really or 13 touches rather that really stands out to me and he didn't do a whole lot with it he so got i think the game, he, right I, I maybe he did that's something that we can double check on uh, i do remember seeing a lot of clement in the in the second half yeah people, I saw, people were tweeting the game and they played Corey. oh clement no he came back right at the end of the game he was there at the he end he came back after the dak pick because they were trying to run the clock out and couldn't with Corey Clement. And then they threw the interception. It was a pick six. And then Zeke came back after that to try to run the clock out. He's not, he was I, not I, healthy. I don't he know if I can call him a number two fantasy running back. I, I know he doesn't play the Texans and the Jets in his next two games. Uh, he plays the Giants, though. And, and then he gets Washington again. So the Giants' run defense is significantly worse than Washington's. And they lost Leonard Williams today, probably their best Maybe their best defensive player, but but so I just want to say this: every week now, Jerry Jones is going to tell us how healthy Zeke is, or Zeke is going to tell us, and it's garbage. You can't trust it. He's not going to get it. Doesn't a matter. Big exactly. load. Yeah, and you know how you know he's not because the coaching staff isn't giving him one. Right. Well, so sixty-five right, percent so of the snaps. Uh, Corey Clement played thirty-five percent. Hardy played three percent. I'm sorry, I forgot his name earlier. Are you guys going to rank him in the top, let's say, 15 at the Giants next week? Dude, I'm going to try and rank him 30th. I think that's probably a little low. 
Um, I'm gonna try. I don't playing. know if I will. Yes, Tony Pollard's playing. Then I'll probably have him. I would guess somewhere between twentieth and twenty fifth. You thought you think last week? Do you think this was a good, was a good setup? I, it, he's going to run on the well. He's going to score on the Giants. That's I don't know. I, he, like, I think we that's need your to only hope. Yeah, pay is. attention to his practice participation. I I think he re-aggravated his injury in this game. All right. Well, we'll check that. But he did come in and finish the game. So I'd like yes. to think he's got a chance to play next week. Although I I'd also so like to sure, think that yes. he doesn't play and that Pollard comes back and Pollard's the one getting the majority of the work mm. and he would be someone that would help us. I'll sign up for that. All right, yes. your other losers, Dave, are Cam Newton and Jerry Judy. And Newton is 57% yeah. roster, Judy 95%. Cam ends up with 13 fantasy points, but kind of split in time with P.J. Walker. Meanwhile, Judy gets five catches for 47 yards against the Lions. So I guess I would just ask you, do you think Cam or... Uh, and Cam's oh boy, Cam's schedule Buffalo, Tampa Bay next couple weeks. Do you yeah, think Cam over. or Judy should be rostered, or are they both droppable? I think Cam should be dropped in every single league. I, the the feel good story feels bad now, and I kind of feel bad watching him play. So it's it's just over. You can't trust him. With Judy, I think in smaller leagues it's okay to drop him. In twelve team leagues and larger. Maybe you carry him on your bench. Maybe he's your single bench receiver who can give you a decent 10-point PPR floor, but I'm taking the L big time on him this year. I don't know if he necessarily... The high ankle sprain in week one definitely stunk. I don't think that the injury is a part of the reason why he hasn't been good since he's been back. I just think it's the byproduct of the Broncos' offense, which makes me nervous about what's going to happen next year with Jerry Judy. Someone remind me of this when I rank Jerry Judy as a top 15 receiver in August because I'll fall in love with him all over again. But this offense is just too conservative and the quarterback play isn't that great. And Judy just isn't going to be that guy anytime soon. And it, it's heartbreaking because he was that guy at Alabama. All right, let's go to Heath's losers. One's Jamar Jefferson. He's a Detroit running back who got no touches today. And James Robinson is the other. And then there's Jamison Crowder. He thought maybe a good opportunity here for Crowder against the Saints with Elijah Moore out and on IR. And he is 49% rostered. And I'm guessing that's one guy that you, if you see St. Brown out there, Osborne or whatever. Goodbye, Crowder. I think unless Michael Carter comes back, we should just pretend like the Jets don't exist for fantasy purposes. <laughs> is the best approach. Um, it's a complete disaster and I don't know how much of it to like, it's kind of, it's not totally the same situation as Trevor Lawrence because we have a lot more fun stories about how incompetent urban Meyer is. So, and we think that Robert Sala is going to be a good coach. Um, but it's kind of a similar situation that I don't know how much of it to just be like, Zach Wilson's not very good. Trevor Lawrence has certainly not been very good. And how much of it is everything around them is terrible, and so we shouldn't hold it against them, and we'll just hope they're better next year. Mm-hmm. That's good. I don't tough. know. Yeah. All right. Stat of the day. Travis Kelsey had fewer than 30 receiving yards in consecutive games for the first time in his career. Mega dud. Travis wow. Kelsey. Sit him. He had three consecutive games against the Raiders with 100 yards receiving, and that was the uh, he was the only player who had that streak against them. And apparently they heard that statistic because he was in bracket coverage the entire game. They were okay with Tyreek Hill not being in double coverage, but they were not going to let the ball go to Travis Kelsey in this game. Well, well, the Chiefs did whatever they wanted. Basically, they just kept running it in. 
yeah. blowout there, and we'll talk about it soon. A few more news and notes. Baltimore defensive lineman Calais Campbell left in the first quarter. Carolina cornerback A.J. Boye left in the second quarter. Uh, by the way, the Jets, Austin Walter had an illness. That's why he didn't get any carries. He was supposed to start today, according to the CBS broadcast. Austin mm-hmm. Walter was going to start, but he had an he illness. He did start for one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> uh Todd told you that Giants defensive lineman Leonard Williams left early in the game. Trey Hendrickson for the Bengals defensive lineman, he left in the third quarter. San Francisco linebacker Aziz Alshair, who was a, an IDP stud last week, and actually, even when Greenlaw and, uh, and Warner are healthy, he's put up some decent numbers, so he's not a bad IDP guy, but he got hurt, so we'll see if he can come back next week for Atlanta. And I uh, just wanted to throw this out there. With 10 minutes and 48 seconds left in the in the fourth quarter, the broadcast for the San Francisco-Cincinnati uh, game, I don't know who was calling the game, but he said that San, Francisco, San Francisco's pressure rate was about 50%. They were, I guess, all over Joe Burrow in that they game. They were. Yes. Yes, for sure. Confirmed. They yeah. saw that offensive line, and they went after it. And Giovanni Bernard was carted off. And let's go to the games. Unless there's any goal line stuff to tell you about here. I don't think so. Uh, nah. I think we're good. And almost touchdowns. Brandon Cooks had one. Brandon Ayuk had one. Daryl Williams had one. An almost touchdown. He almost had a second touchdown catch. Yep. Uh, uh, Marquez Callaway came up a yard short of a touchdown that led to a Taysom Hill rushing touchdown. Rashad Bateman was tackled at the one that led to a Latavius Murray touchdown on his only carry. DK Metcalf had a couple of close ones. He did. He could have had a touchdown on a slant, but Russell Wilson threw it a little bit behind him. He also drew a penalty on the play before on a on an end zone target or just short of the end zone. Rashad Penny had almost another touchdown. He almost had a three touchdown game, and Jamar Chase almost had a three touchdown game. All right. So usually I start with the early games, but I want to start with the overtime games. Tampa Bay thirty three, Buffalo twenty seven. Walk off touchdown of fifty eight yards from Rashad Perryman. And he, he caught it. What's our? He did, and he ran with it. What's our? Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Uh, suddenly, a Buffalo Bills running back matters, and it's Devin Singletary. What do you have? Four carries. Four carries for fifty-two yards. And six, six catches six for catches. thirty-seven. Yeah. But I don't have the stat count yet. But more importantly, Zach Moss. I did not touch the football. I think Matt Breida had three carries, and one of them was on a fake punt. Like uh, Ma- was. Moss was inactive, I believe. Moss was inactive. Yeah. Yeah. For the second time in three games. So, yeah, you know what? If you think about it, Heath, Moss was inactive for two in the last three games. He wasn't in that crazy game against the Patriots where you had no passing game. So, probably mm-hmm. going to be inactive. It I'm not ready like to start Devin Singletary. I don't think I'm ready to start Devin Singletary over Ezekiel Elliott. I don't. Th- that means he's probably going to be no better than a bench running back. Maybe ten PPR points. Yeah, maybe ten PPR points out of him. They've got Carolina, then the Patriots, then Atlanta. Certainly, when Buffalo's playing from behind, that should favor Singletary to play in that passing downs and hurry up offense that they're in. But do not lose sight of the fact that this is a Bills team that I don't think they had a running back carry in the first half of this game, and they usually give right around. I think they average like around 18 running back but carries per game. In this game, like we've seen teams do this all year against Tampa Bay. Their first three completions went to Devin Singletary. 
they just used passing to their running backs as their running game, like sure. most of the teams who've played Tampa Bay have done. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to not believe it just because it's just been too long since a Bills running back has really mattered. But I will say that when Zach Moss has been out, Devin Singletary has typically mattered. So I would call him must roster, not must start. And he's 75% rostered, so available in shallow leagues. Good thing we didn't drop him, Heath. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, there's a lot in this game. Dawson Knox with seven catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Now, remember, all the passing stats are, are a little inflated because Josh Allen threw 54 times. And I don't know. Is there anything else that really jumps out at you as fantasy relevant? The Bucks were basically the Bucks. One, one target for Emmanuel Sanders. And Tom Spencer told us before the game that he thought Dawson Knox and Cole Beasley were going to be really involved. And it was as if, and I think it was last week on the broadcast, they talked about how Josh Allen felt like maybe he'd spread the ball around a little too much. And this week it was Diggs, it was Beasley, it was Knox. And we got the touchdown to Gabe Davis as well. Yeah. Right. He had eight targets. I think that that, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Sanders left with an injury in the third quarter, I believe. But still, even for, for however long he played, one target. Yeah. Yeah. It's over for Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis is their number three receiver. Okay. Let's go to San Francisco 26, Cincinnati 23. Uh, believe it or not, Jamar Chase is the best Bengals wide receiver again. I don't know if I'm ready to believe it. I know he had two touchdowns and he should have had a third. I still like what T. Higgins gives this offense. Well, let's tell the stats to everybody in case you don't have a computer in front of you. Five catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns on eight targets for Chase. Could have easily been 107 yards and three touchdowns. And for Higgins, it was five catches for 114 yards. He did not score, and he had seven targets. And now that is his last six games. Higgins has 97, 78, 15, 114, and 138 yards and 100. Wait, did I get that right? Does he have three straight I think games? Three straight games with 114 or more yards. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy, I think they're tied. Well, what had <laughs> what had happened before week 14 was that teams were trying to take Jamar Chase away, and Burrow, Burrow just threw to Higgins. And so I don't I don't know exactly what happened. I, obviously, there weren't enough double teams on Jamar Chase in this game. All right, we believe in this or not? No, I, I still think Higgins is a little bit better. But I love them both. I'll take Higgins. Chase feels a little too boomer bust, which is weird because Higgins has that high A dot. What do you think, Heath? I think I'd go back to Chase. Okay. I mean, it's been Chase for most of the season, so one good game's enough for me. Believe it or not, Debo Samuel is, or no, sorry, buy or sell. Debo Samuel is concerned. Oh, one of the same. Okay, yeah. Concerning. Deep, yeah. I'm going to start him. Same. Is Brandon Ayuk a top 24 receiver, basically, going forward? Is he going to be a must start? He's in that mix. He's in that mix of being a top 24 receiver. He might be somewhere between 22 and 28. He had five for 50 and no touchdowns before the last play of the game. I think it's it, there's a very easy way to answer that question, Adam, and you get to answer it. Would you start Brandon Ayuk over DK Metcalf this week? Ayuk against Atlanta? Who's Metcalf got? Oh, the Rams? <laughs> yeah. 
I honestly think I would. Yeah, I think I would. Woo. Okay. So, all right, that's that game. And let's give a little love to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not like he's killing it, but he has scored 19 or more points in six of his last seven games. So there's a there's a that's a decent floor uh, for Garoppolo. Cleveland 24, Baltimore 22. Believe it or not, Tyler Huntley is a Week 15 streamer if Lamar Jackson is out. Dave hears the believe it or not. Dave goes to the schedule. Dave looks at Baltimore playing Green Bay in Week 15. Dave does not want to start Tyler Huntley. That is an easy one, Heath. That's too easy. No way. Yeah, it was about uh, 35-65. I think about 35% of people said yes. 35% of the people need to see the schedule. Yeah. Did Did you put the matchup in there? I don't know. Justin Fields is doing okay right now. Is he? It's three nothing. He almost threw oh, interceptions yet, but he's he's moving the ball down the field. Yeah, he's got a fifty percent completion rate. Sure. Was that a run or a catch? Points for <laughs> great. Was that a run or a catch? He might end up being great. discussion. Did you guys see that touchdown? That was a touchdown. Are you seeing that, or am I way ahead of you? Did he step out? You're ahead of me. I have this amazing television that is plugged in, no cable box, just directly into the wall, and I see things. 10 seconds before everybody else, and it is just so powerful. Oh, I wonder if that's a pass. I think that might have been a stupid little pass to Jakeem Grant. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're not believing that. Devontae Freeman with five more catches. So that's catches in his last four games, 6-1, 5-5. That was a pass for Justin Fields. Wow. How How about Rashad Bateman? Seven catches for 103 yards. I loved seeing that. I thought it was weird that I saw it without Lamar Jackson playing, but I love seeing it. Well, and I hope there's more that. to come. We've seen that often with backup quarterbacks. They have a better connection with the backup wide receivers. Well, yeah, but is Bateman a backup wide receiver? He he's was behind Mark Brown and Sammy Watkins when Lamar Jackson's playing. We did have one game though without without Lamar Jackson and without Marquise Brown. <laughs> it was just Bateman, and it wasn't good for Bateman or Huntley. Uh, but no, I mean, do you do you feel like he needs to be rostered in more leagues? Forty-seven percent rostered. No. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head about Bateman versus Judy, and I I feel like Judy might be safer just on a week to week basis to get you 12, 11 to twelve PPR points. And what a Bateman's upside is isn't that much higher than that. What a great pass by Justin Fields. I mean, just gorgeous. <laughs> I'm so glad that those count as passes. All right, uh, Nick Chubb with a bad game, but this Baltimore run defense is just ferocious. They have now stopped him two straight games. And by the way, I read that this was the first time since the merger that one team faced another team in in consecutive games with a bye week in between. So that was Cleveland. They went Baltimore by Baltimore. That has never happened. All right, it, that is, it has happened where... Both teams faced each other with a bye in, in between, but never this situation where Cleveland had the bye and Baltimore didn't. Uh, anything else? Any, any, oh, you know what? Jarvis Landry. Buy yourself. Jarvis Landry is entering the must-start discussion. 47 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. 41 yards and a touchdown. His floor is 10 PPR points. He's got a little bit better of a ceiling than Jerry Judy because of the touchdown potential he'll also occasionally run he'll occasionally occasionally throw a pass as well it's 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 kind of an ugly offense they they did good this week i guess by their standards with 190 yards and two touchdowns i still believe the browns 
want to be a running team. And so if you, if you want to say he's a must-start number three receiver, especially in PPR, I'm good with that. I don't think he's a must-start in half or non-PPR. No, this like these last two games have been against a team that's <clears throat> selling out with everything they have to stop the run. And in this game, they didn't have any corners. So I don't think you should expect this much from Landry in the future. Yeah, and they get Vegas next week. That should be a great game for Chubb and Hunt if he's okay. Hey, Hooper comes through. Five catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets for Austin. Hooper, 44% mm-hmm. roster, 30% started. And- they definitely had him in the red zone game plan because he was targeted for an end zone target, uh, either a play or two plays before he actually caught the touchdown. Atlanta 29, Carolina 21. We have come full circle on Mike Davis, and he actually needs to be rostered in more leagues now. He is 69% rostered. I don't believe it because I think a lot of his uh, work, in fact, I'll tell you exactly. He ha- So Mike Davis ended with 11 carries and five catches. In the fourth quarter, he had five carries and two catches, and that was when Cordell Patterson sat on the bench. So I'm not going to believe it on Mike Davis. I would I would take him over Devin Singletary. I would take him as a bench running back who I would drop in a heartbeat for Rashad Penny, for example, and probably almost anybody else that's worth a damn off the waiver wire. Heath, you know, it's interesting with Patterson. Like Debo, his role is really changing. I mean, he is a running back now. He yep. gets the goal line work, and he's not really catching a lot of passes. Is Cordaro Patterson going <laughs> to let people down in the playoffs? Because what we're seeing now is, you know, what I have to look at the numbers, but what, about 12? Well, he had 16 carries. Yeah. All right, yeah, he's getting the 16, 16 carries, carries, but uh, he had no, 16 it's a good carries, role. You're not going to It's a good role. feel bad about starting yeah. that. Yeah, all right. Scratch that. Russell Gage, four catches for 64 yards on six targets. And I feel like you should be kind of expecting that. Kyle Pitts. That's the floor. Not bad. Kyle Pitts, five for 61. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it, baby. Yeah. All right. DJ Moore, thoughts on him? Six catches, 84 yards. And Robbie Anderson also had 84 yards. And he scored. He had a monster game, Robbie Anderson. 784 and one on 12 targets. But I still. I still don't love trusting the Panthers' passing game. DJ Moore's the only guy I really would trust. I do think, and I want to see if I get any pushback on this, because I asked on Twitter, and nobody really talked about it, but P.J. Walker is just the hurry-up quarterback, right? If they're going to go pass-heavy and go two-minute drill, they're not going to play Cam. That's what they did at the end of the first half, and that's what they did Mm -hmm. when they fell behind by two scores in the fourth quarter. It would make sense because in the first game that Cam played the loss to Washington, they kind of lamented that Cam just wasn't ready for that role at that point. And maybe things have changed since then. It's, they've had a buy and all that. But I, I think that could certainly be the case, yeah. That's what it seems like to me, but I don't know that. They'll do that until they decide to bench Cam. Might well, happen this week. Like, Cam di- didn't play a bench-worthy game in this game. He averaged almost eight yards per pass attempt it, like, I knew he threw a pick six, and that was bad, but he it's fumbled. not like he was just completing 25% of his passes or something, like the game where he was really, really awful. And even that game, they went to P.J. Walker when it was obvious the threat of the run game wasn't a threat anymore, and they just had to go two-minute and pass. Well, either way, it sucks for fantasy. <laughs> All right, right so, so Moore is the only piece of this offense that we really want? Yeah. Okay. Dallas 27, Washington... What was this? What did they score? 20? 
27-20. All right. It I looks put, like a zero. <laughs> I put 27-0. I know that's not right. That's the Eagles-Giants fan in you. Uh, true. All right, what do we got, Heath? Dallas-Washington. Um, believe it or not, the Washington football team doesn't have a must-start player. I, I don't believe I, it. It, I, it comes down to Gibson, right? Do you think that Antonio Gibson is going to be someone trustworthy moving forward? I still think fantasy managers will gravitate back to him, but it was a pretty bad game. I think help, we should help along by falling behind quickly. Right. McKissick What's, coming I'm, back I'm next week. Uh, if that's the case, uh, I think that the game script really mattered. It has mattered all year when McKissick's been healthy. They have to be competitive. They fell, obviously, they fell behind horribly in this game, but he had had, what, 20 or more carries in four straight games before that? 19 or more carries, and they had won all of them. So if you think, you know, like Philadelphia in weeks 15 and 17, I think I'm going to feel pretty good about him. That's I think those games are really interesting. I do not have any grasp at all who is a better football team, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Washington football team. I have no I assume whichever team is home in those two games is going to be favored by between two and four points because who knows? Yeah. I think who who starts a quarterback for Washington might end up mattering a little bit. That's gonna be Hurts. For Washington or Philadelphia? Oh, for oh yeah. It's gonna be Heineke. If I guess if he's not healthy. Well, well he didn't finish today's game. He did right. not. But I, I, I don't know if it matters a ton. I just think it matters a little bit. As in, as up and down as Heineke's been, I still think he gives them the best chance to win. Okay, what about Lamb? I mean, everyone's starting Lamb. Seven catches, 61 yards on 10 targets. And people will feel good about starting Amari Cooper. I think, yeah, I think we kind of might have something here with Cooper, a little bit of predictability because it's it's been kind of a matchups thing. He's had awful matchups this year. I think it's five games against top 10 opponents, teams that are top 10 against wide receivers. And when he's had good matchups, he's done well. And there are two exceptions, and they were the two games where he was limited because of his injury. He played half the snaps. Um, But he's been a matchups guy. So what does he have coming up? I don't know if you guys buy into that, but I kind of do. I kind of do too. I think there's been enough of a track record for that. He's got the Giants this week. Yeah. And he's against the football team again the week after. He's got good and matchups. And then Arizona in week number seven, 16. 17, sorry. I guess my only question with the matchups thing is, do we still think that whenever a team plays the Cowboys, Amari Cooper gets the most difficult matchup? No, I'm not really considering that so much. Uh, he might because Lamb's in the slot a lot, but I'm just exactly. saying teams that give up a lot of points to wide receivers. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm approaching it with them. Um, all right, and let's go to Tennessee 20, Jacksonville 0. This one really is a 0. Like, complete and total 0. Um, like, I think we should just ask, believe it or not, James Robinson's not a top 24 running back. How many more chances are we going to give this guy? How many more chances are we going to give this coaching this staff? I know. it. I think he is. Unless we hear something that says... From 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 the coach from Urban Meyer himself saying, "Yes, I promise to give James Robinson a whole bunch of work." I I don't think I can you, really trust that they'll do it. Are you telling me if Urban Meyer told you I promise something, <laughs> you're going to believe it? <laughs> when it comes to James Robinson and just you know trying to win a football game, I would have thought he would have done that today, and he just he didn't do it. Robinson still played the majority of the snaps, but 
not only was it Carlos Hyde, but Daria Gumbawale played a little bit more too. And it wasn't a lot of work for him. They just went pass heavy. I'd like to think that they could correct the mistakes, but that was part of my argument for James Robinson this week. So trusting this offense is really, really hard to do right now, even against Houston. This could not have been much of a worse setup for him to have the ball for 23 minutes total to be behind the entire game. It wasn't good for him, but he used to be involved in the passing game. I think I have a feeling he'll crack your top 24. By the way, uh, the Packers had first and goal at about the three yard line, which running back was on the field. It was, uh, it was both. No, it was. Yeah, it was both. Dylan got the carry. Dylan got the carry, but both were on the field. Uh, Are you sure? Jones went in motion and ended up out wide. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens on second Let's down. Play by Roquan Smith. So I think that's. I mean, I really feel like that's it for this game. We talked a lot about Deontay Foreman. Oh, Julio Jones, forty-five percent. Julio started. Jones. Julio six targets Jones. Yes. Look, the game script wasn't helpful to him in this one. Although Tannehill did throw thirty-one passes, but. This is this is part of the trap with Julio Jones is that he's on a team that doesn't throw nearly as much as the team that he was on uh, for the majority of his career. How much confidence are you going to have in him? Going none, forward? number three receiver at best, which is and he was outside of that for me. I'm finished with this game: Kansas City forty-eight, Las Vegas nine. Believe it or not, Hunter Renfro is a top twelve wide receiver in PPR. Well, is Darren Waller back or not? Yes, let's say yes. If if Darren, cause yeah, sure, because you know what I'm going to say now. If Waller's back, I still like Renfro, just not as a top, maybe still as a top 24 guy, but not top 12. I think definitely still as a top 24, because like his solidifying happened after the, the Ruggs um, loss first, and then it's it's grown even more with Darren Waller gone. But, man, he is like the first, second, and third option when Derek Carr drops back to pass. It is three straight games with 100-plus yards. It's incredible. It's T. Higgins-esque. How about catching 13 of 14 targets? <laughs> it's pretty good. Against a, a team that a defense that has been so good, too. Yep. And well, the Chiefs again. had special circumstances on def- in the secondary today. That no no Sneed. Right. And it, who is their slot corner? Is it Sneed or War? It's Sneed, right? Is it Sneed or is it Ward? I always forget. I don't think it's Ward. I think it's Sneed. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, well, Renfro is a must-start either way. Top 12, yeah, I mean, that might be it, right? If, if Waller's out, then yes. If Waller's in, then no. He's top 20 with, with Waller and top 12 without. Yeah, okay. What do we think of Mahomes? 24 points on 24 pass attempts. That's efficient. That's great. Really good in my fantasy points per pass attempt leagues <laughs> and uh, good enough in my regular leagues. They do whatever they want against the Raiders. Um, it'll be really interesting this Thursday against the Chargers. I, You're going to start Mahomes. You're going to start Hill. You're going to start Kelsey. I hope it works Sneed's out. Sneed's the slot corner. Sneed is. So- Sneed's the slot corner. The Raiders play a very predictable style of defense. It's... Uh, it's... I don't know. I, I I'm not sure if Kansas City's back just because they roughed up the Raiders. Well, that was the other believe it or not, because it's not just roughing up the Raiders. They've won six in a row. The the believe it or not I really had was believe it or not, the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC again. Nah. I kind of believe it. The way their defense is playing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Why are you so. saying it like that? What's wrong with that? Is that 
I believe if I were a betting man, I would put a lot of money on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. I can't without imagine. Tredavious White. Yeah, I can't imagine you're going to get better odds than you will now. They're seven and six now, or how many games have they played? Yeah. They are currently in the seventh seed in a four-way tie. Right, so they're not even guaranteed to make the playoffs. But I still think top to bottom they have the best roster. I don't. But they yeah. don't really have a running game, which is a problem. We don't have a running game, and I'm not sure how good their secondary is now. Oh, their secondary is no. still good. Their safeties are great. Tavon Johnson at, at corner is really good. They have a good secondary. It's just not. They haven't stopped the run the for like a month. Yeah, they didn't have Star Latulale today. He's their probably their best run stuffer. That this, you know, look, the this time last year, the Bucks were not this time. At this point, they probably were clicking. But at one point they were kind of uncertain. So I still feel like the Bills are the best roster. In the, in yeah, the but you, if you're looking for the team with maybe the best running game and the best defense in the AFC, especially since that's something Buffalo doesn't have, you <laughs> can stay Patriots. in that division. Yeah. The Patriots have it. And as long as Mac Jones doesn't have a meltdown, I think that's the team you should put some money on to go to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I can't see them coming no. out. I, can't I know see no one can because teams. it's Mac Jones. His I think I really like what it would take for me if they go win their next two games, go win at Indy and beat the Bills again, I'll buy in. But they're probably going to lose one of those games. And I'm that I think that might cost them the one seed. I think the Patriots, if they have the one seed, could be the Super Bowl representative. But I think they really need the one seed. I don't well, think Mac Jones is going somewhere else and winning, even I though he's undefeated could, on the road. But what I, the other scenario though is they get the two seed and Tennessee gets the one seed and Tennessee just loses. And or Tennessee gets Derrick Henry back, and maybe they're the favorite, if they, especially if they have the one seed, because they're the two right, right now. Speaking of Tennessee, Tennessee Jets. Oh, we just did that game. Okay, speaking of <laughs> what's our next game? New Orleans and the Jets. All right, let's finish up, guys. New Orleans and the Jets. New Orleans with the win. Um, Gross. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, it's worth asking, because it's two games in a row. Believe it or not, Taysom Hill is a top 10 quarterback in Week 15. Against Tampa Bay on the road. Yeah, I have a hard time buying in. I'm going to have a hard time with Taysom Hill this week. We're going to have the same argument we've had the last two weeks. I guess so. Well, I'm sure I'll look like a genius until the last 90 seconds of the game, and then he's going to you know, either just get the luckiest run or throw a little dink pass to somebody, or you know, he'll probably end up playing defense and intercept a pass and then run it in for a touchdown. He's It'll a be a defensive player, Dave. pick. Yeah. Well, listen, he's he's finding a way to score the fantasy points. He's finding a way to, you know, get by. And if you if you want to stream him, that's fine. But Tampa Bay's defense, I think, is still pretty good. Uh, and yeah. you know what? You know what? They just they just got trounced by a running quarterback this week. And I guarantee you it's going to be hammered in their heads. Yeah, but I think they did earlier in the year with Jalen Hurts, too. They, they do get trounced by running quarterbacks, I think. I don't. I don't trust Taysom Hill against the Bucks. I, it's one thing against the Jets. I don't trust him. Against, he's just playing so poorly, man. He's playing so. He's got a. He's got a ripped up finger. He can't throw. I, I, he's still finding a way. Oh, this like, is the most I'll give credit added. for it. Thank you. You know, it was good to see four catches for Alvin Kamara because we knew last year when Hill was the quarterback and they won games, Kamara wasn't involved, but they really made a point to feature him in all aspects. So that was good. And then as far as the Jets go, you don't have to start any of them. Nick Vanette will be a deep league tight end. Three catches for 44 yards. That's two straight games with three catches for 
44 to 48 yards. All right, that's it for that game. Finish with that game. Seattle 33, Houston 13. We talked about Rashad Penny. We've talked about Russell Wilson. We talked about Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. We talked about Brandon Cooks. I'm finished with this I, game. You know who <laughs> we haven't talked about that deserves a little bit of credit is Davis freaking Mills. At one point in this game, he was I'm like 14 sure. for 16. He's had the best rookie game ever against Bill Belichick, and he gets to go face Jacksonville this week. Yeah. Maybe Davis Mills, believe it or not, Davis Mills is a good number two quarterback in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. I, I, I think he's in the streaming conversation, and I know that sounds totally silly, but it's the matchup that counts here. He's thrown for 310 or more yards in three of his last five starts, 243 or more yards in four of his last five starts. That's not bad. And, uh, yeah, all right. Davis Mills, 6% rostered, maybe a super flex option for you. And if anybody in your dynasty league didn't hold on to Nico Collins, I'd like sure. to have I'd like to have him on my roster through the offseason. I'd like to pick him up and just just hold him tight for the next six months and see what happens. You feel that way about Brevin Jordan? To a lesser extent. Touchdown in two of his last three games. Mm-hmm. Denver 38, Detroit 10. So we did a Munra, we did the Broncos running backs. So yeah, I think we're finished with this game for real. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, we talked right. about everything in this game. Except for Noah Fant. Noah can't. Yeah, and we don't know his status. And then the last game is Chargers 37, Giants 21. Um, believe it or not, Saquon Barkley is going to win somebody a fantasy championship. Going back to the old schedule just to make sure that I like what I see. It's good. Yeah, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears. And he's he's certainly involved in the passing game. Does that stay when Daniel Jones comes back? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say that I have no faith in him running the ball prolifically. Is that a word? Uh, against any team, any matchup. I just don't. Because the line's so bad? I don't even... I think it's partially him. I think he's dancing and trying to hit a home run every play. And he doesn't get enough carries. There's almost no scenario where he's going to get 20 carries a week. You know, he's usually around 13, 14. What do you have, 16 in this game? That was good. He's very safe in PPR. But I have no faith in their running game at all. They never get the ball inside the 10-yard line anymore, so I don't have a lot of faith in him scoring. Uh, he is definitely a number two running back. And, yeah, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty low on him. But it is a, it is a good schedule. But this was a good get schedule, and he got lucky. He made a great fake on the slant and go, scored the touchdown. If he didn't have that, it's another crap game for him. Um, that's that's the Giants. I mean, you, it's hard to trust any of the wide receivers, but if Jones is back next week, do you go back to his guy, Sterling Shepard, 33% rostered? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Herbert with consecutive 30-point games. He made some just phenomenal throws in this game. Absolutely. Love the touchdown to Guyton. Uh, if I recall, I thought the touchdown to Cook was pretty good, too. Thursday night football is going to be so much fun. Starter sit Mike Williams Thursday night against Kansas City with Keenan Allen back. High end number three. Um, Keenan Allen's back? Yeah, that's yes. what is expected. No. <laughs> no, I, I, th there have not been, and there have been a couple, but the number of outside wide receivers that have had success against this Chiefs defense over the last two and a half years is really a low percentage. Yeah, totally agree. 
And all right, and, you know, he wasn't even that good today. Six for 61. So thanks for watching. This is good. Uh, hour 10. I love it. All right. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We will talk to you on Monday with Chris and Jacob Gibbs to give you the advanced stats and recap Sunday night football. And then we got the waiver wire on Tuesday. It's time to win some leagues. We got three weeks left, four weeks for some of you. Have a great night. Have a great Monday. Talk to you soon.